We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. All right. Now are we good? Yeah, this is better. Hi. <laughs> this is already a disaster. We're it's, like... not, it, it's not, though. It's just the internet and it's the moms. Yeah, my, I just heard my mom just got back from Marshall, so she's going to be upset to hear me talking about anything I talk about just because now I have herpes and it's just a fucking mess. I mean, it's just frustrating when your mom doesn't even want to have sex with you. Okay. All right, can you hear me? Are your mom and brother gone? Thank God, those fucking... (laughs) Chloe has been keeping me on hold for 36 minutes while her mom left the house. I mean, Hannah, those squatters finally got out of here. I gotta tell you that much. And for the record, I am 31. Well, I was going to say that, but I, I didn't know. You put 30 in your Instagram story last night, so I didn't know if you were lying to the public. I honestly forgot. Well, I was, I was watching the Amy Schumer documentary while I was waiting for you. She's a documentary? When did it come out? It came out today. It's like a serious docuseries about doing her special and getting married. And right now her and her husband are in a fight because she's like talking about how he has Asperger's on stage. And he's like, yeah, it's like kind of annoying when you talk about that. And she's like, okay, why are you just telling me this now? And it's like, no, duh, bitch. He has Asperger's. I thought Uh, that he had autism. He has Asperger's, which is on the spectrum of autism. I love a good spectrum. Yeah, I was like, maybe I have that. Because my mom was like, can't you keep anything to yourself? I'm like, no. Dude, I can't keep anything to myself at all. Like, I was on such a spooky bender right now. Like, I'm sweating out so much booze. My body is an open bar. Chloe watched Bill Burr's special, and she calls me, and she's like, you know, as I get more sober, I think I'm kind of like Bill Burr. And I was like, as you get more sober, you've been sober for five days. (laughs) I mean, other than the fact that he has a career, a wife, and can drink alcohol safely. I heard he goes through phases, too, where he drinks and doesn't drink. 
Oh, really? I don't know if that's true. I, I didn't really research it, but that's what my friend told me who worked at the comedy store. Oh, can I do an ad read quick? Yeah, please do an ad read. Chloe's going to um, read off one of our unofficial sponsors, NyQuil. This podcast has been brought to you by NyQuil. That's right. Fuck you, DayQuil. NyQuil, where your dreams go to die. NyQuil. Be careful. When you drink the one that has liquid, it's actually calories. NyQuil. Looks like wine. <laughs> I thought you wrote something out. You were like, can I do one of my ad reads? I thought you were spending all morning <laughs> writing an ad. And now you're just repeating the jokes that we say later on, dude. What the fuck ad read was that? Should I do an improv <laughs> ad read? Do an ad read? Okay, go. I don't know. I, well, it still kind of hurts to walk. And my, my friend at work was like, well, why in all the Valtrex ads are people riding horses? I was like, I know, it's all full of shit. <laughs> I couldn't ride a horse right now. I can barely sit down on this fucking chair. I've been on Valtrex now for two weeks. You should get a standing desk for people with herpes. <laughs> is that why they have standing desks? Is like someone with herpes is like, fuck it. That's what they're for. They're like, you, you know what? You've been taking a week off every few months. Just get a standing desk. Okay? <laughs> okay? <laughs> it's like why are you walking like that it's like don't worry about it oh um, god well are you on insurance yeah that's good that's good yeah. i'm on i have to go on special insurance my dad makes me go on uh it's called catastrophe insurance i think you need that that's what i'm on this well, podcast so brought to you by my dad's insurance <laughs> our first segment is called get this bitch a drink and we talk about the craziest bitch of the week and my crazy bitch of the week is Amber Heard. I, I'm always like, believe women, believe women 100%. But Amber Heard seems a little nutso. She's hot though. She is super hot. But the fact that she shit in their bed as a joke is so weird. Okay. She defecated. All right. Let's give her a little bit of a break. She's got some credits. Let's What's say What's the difference between shit and defecated? There's not a difference. It just sounds it better? It just sounds better. It's like, if you want to tell people you have herpes or HSV. <laughs> True. I have HSV. I do not have herpes. What if you're like, I have HSV and someone was like, oh, you get the Home Shopping Network channel? <laughs> well, that's, that's... Oh, that's HSN. This podcast is sponsored by ketamine, which has ruined my brain. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I just think Amber Heard seems a little wacko. I don't know. Johnny Depp also seems fucked up out of his mind, but I just feel like she seems fully crazy. You think it's because she's so hot? No, I think what happened was she wasn't famous until she married Johnny Depp. Like, no one really knew who she was. She was kind of in the scene. She was like a C-lister. And yeah, then- she was on a lot of like, Netflix shows that had one season that, uh, yeah, I watched because I was in Sober Living. So I've seen every canceled show on Netflix. She was in a lot of them. Really? I didn't know who she was until she married Johnny Depp and all this drama came out. Yeah. No, his assistant was saying, because I, I was reading on it because I was curious. I was like, whose side do you believe? But she accused him of, hitting her, but he had just had surgery from her taking off his finger with a vodka bottle and he had wow. like an infection. So he was like, it would have been impossible for me to hit her because I had a full infection. And then everyone who worked on his properties was like, we never saw bruises after she left Johnny Depp, but she did, they did see bruises when she would sneak Elon Musk in and fuck him behind. Cause he was, she was cheating on Johnny Depp with Elon Musk. And they would have like really kinky oh sex God. and she would have all these bruises when she left. This is what I read. She's just trying to get a ticket to Mars. Smart yeah, girl. right? Aren't we all? Uh-huh. I, I, I just saw this headline 
and I just like didn't really read it because this has been going on for so long, hasn't it, with her? Yeah. Well, between the two like, of years. them. Yeah. Well, I think this was Johnny Depp's way of, you know how everyone's like, you need due process with before you just cancel someone over accusations. And I think this was Johnny Depp's way of being like, we need to bring this to court. Like, this is not right. My friend said that um, she met Johnny Depp and he was so fucked up, but he couldn't speak. That's great. Yeah. I'm that's like, how you don't get me. That's how you don't get me too, you know? Imagine if every time you just did a podcast, you were just so shit-based, you couldn't talk. No one could ever cancel you. Yeah, well, that's what happens to me. I fall asleepy. <laughs> sleepy. This no, podcast brought to you get... by... <laughs> yeah, it's brought to you by tequila. It makes Hannah sleep. I would get so fucked up and fall asleep. Like, when I was in college, there was a wine bar, and I got two hours free, and I fell asleep every time before the two hours ended. And I, one night, was passed out so hard, and all my friends were taking a picture around me, and they were like, oh, don't worry. She does this all the time. And the guy was like, yeah, I know. I work here. <laughs> They're probably like your favorite because like you don't get, you don't abuse the happy hour. Like you only get like two drinks before you fall asleep. No, literally. And then one time it's because it, they charge per person. So if even people who aren't drinking, they charge them because they think that we'd always try to like sneak them drinks. And so we were like $80 out and they would just go into my bag and use my credit card. And the next day I'd be like, all right, you guys are fucking assholes. <laughs> And they're like, well, we carried your ass home, so that's what you get. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I guess Amber Heard, is that mean to say she's the crazy bitch of the week? But I just think she might well, be what do you think? She, what do you think, she's listening? No, I just think it's hard when it's an abuse case and it's, like, not believing women. But I, I, it bothers me when women lie about it because then it, it makes it harder for other victims who are actually victims. I mean, I listened to a TED Talk today about um, going through a breakup, and I'm not even going through a breakup. What did they have to, any to tips, that. any tips? Basically it said having a broken heart is the same as being a heroin addict, which is complicated because I date a lot of heroin addicts. So I don't know if it's double jeopardy or something. Good movie, never seen it. But so it says like every time you want to like reach out, it's like the same thing of getting high. Like you're reaching for a fix in it, like texting them or you know, thinking about an old memory when you guys went for a beautiful hike in the woods. But then you have to think about when you were walking down the hill and he beat the shit out of you, you know? I remember the frowns. Wait, the is that, was that part of the TED Talk or did you just make up that example? They said down the hill and they said fighting down the hill, but I changed <laughs> it to beating the shit, you know? I, I respect and that. I was like, that, what, a, so I wrote, what is this TED Talk? This is aggressive. Sorry. I know, I know. This dude, this dude made fire jokes. He did. He was like, dating as an adult is like, love actually meets Fast and the Furious. And I was like, Paul Walker's dead. But yeah, it said like, and then also like, so every time you want to think of a smile, you're supposed to write down all your frowns on a list on your phone and then you read it. I, I did that when I was like, okay, I'm going to stop drinking. I wrote down everything that I did that was bad. I mean, it didn't stop me, but <laughs> it definitely like is a good reminder. <laughs> But isn't it better if you just don't think about it anymore? Like every time I look at that or I just, I mean, I only wrote it like an hour ago, but every time I reread it, it's just living it again. It is, but also you're thinking about it regardless. You can't change, you can think about other things, but if your mind is always going back to that and you're always remembering the good times, it is important to remember the bad times because you can't control what you're thinking about. Um, yeah, but then it's hard in comedy because, like, you end up taking those things and you make them into jokes. So when you say the jokes, they lose 
they kind of lose the grounding or they lose like the impact of how hurtful it was because you're getting validation from it. And it's the same way when you like look back at like a really bad hangover and you're like, God, that night was hilarious. You know? I agree with that. I mean, it's hard to be alone, but I think being alone is like the most important thing sometimes. What is that? Does it say that on the back of your Xanax bottle? Uh, no. <laughs> it was in my fortune cookie. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's actually a sponsored yeah. ad. I got a sponsored ad on Instagram that was like, take mixed signals as a no. And I was like, what the fuck is this trying to say? Well, it also said in the TED Talk, it was saying how if, if you try to analyze every single thing that you think happened that made the relationship fail or made this person not like you, you're just going into a rabbit hole and you're never, ever going to solve the mystery so you have to just practice acceptance and you just be like okay I accept that this is over and it's over so it's like it's that hard thing of when when you go through a breakup or like a break when you're like okay like we're gonna take space and then everything's gonna be okay you just have to be like actually it's never gonna be okay but when I say it's never gonna be okay then in my head I'm just like oh but I don't want to just like murder this person forever in my head I don't want to like have let them like give them the whole funeral in my head and have them be gone forever because I still want to hold on to it. To but you extent. want to hold on to him as a person and not the toxic mm-hmm. part of him. And the truth is it's not, it has nothing to do with you. Like you guys being together has nothing to do with you. He is incapable of giving you what you want as a person and so you're going to put it back on yourself. Like, what did I do wrong? Did I get too drunk? Was I snorting too much clonopin? Did I take too much acid? But the truth is, if you were going to be together and he could give you what you wanted, it would be different, but he's not going to do that. So it's better yeah. to move on. You're not saying goodbye to him. You're saying goodbye to the toxic part of it. And that's what you have to remember. It's not, it has nothing to do with you. I've been in therapy for three months, yeah. so I'm really, you know... But my therapist said that she's like, you need to stop looking at it. Like, what are you doing wrong? Assess the situation and be like, it's not about me. The hardest part is accepting that because you're not in control, but you can't control him. He's his own person. You can't force him to act a certain way. It's a weird, it's a weird one too, because it's more a friend. You know, and I kept wanting to like ask him and been like, well, how come you always, how come we hook up but you never want to date me and you date all these other girls, but then we're best friends. So, you know, but that's the same thing in that talk. Like me asking that won't change the fact that it's never been a thing. And that's just like an unsolved mystery. I'm never going to solve. It is what it is. But yeah, that's really good advice, Hannah. To all our listeners, if you have a problem, call Hannah. Don't call. No, don't ass. call me. I called the suicide hotline the other night, so... Yeah, how'd that go? Well, it was 3.30 and I was just like, no, I called you and I knew you were sleeping. So I was like, ugh. And I actually really want to call that guy who I, you know, similar situation. We were friends and then it ended. I've talked about it so much on this podcast that I feel like I've dropped his name, whatever. And um, I really want to call him and I was just like, I don't know. I've just been like really sad and... um, I kept thinking about my dad's pill cabinet, but um, unfortunately, pills are way too loud. I think that's why they make pills so loud in those bottles, so that if you're trying to sneak <laughs> them, it's hard. Uh, <laughs> so that's like mini maracas, you know? I'm like, I can't sneak into my parents. Yeah. <laughs> but I was thinking about my dad's like pill cabinet a lot, and I was like, this is not healthy. And then I wanted to call that person, that guy, and I was like, that's self-harm as well, mentally. 
So I just called the suicide hotline and I spoke to this woman for like 40 minutes and she actually calmed me down. I think what another option for a suicide hotline would just be like uh, either just like just talk to one of your fans. Whenever like boys won't talk to me, I just like just start DMing with fans. Yeah, but I talk (laughs) or you just get on Tinder. (laughs) Yeah, well, you know what? That got me. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was just kind of nice. I also wanted to talk to a woman and someone who didn't know me or didn't know anything about me. And there's no judgment. It's a good tool to have because it's it's a bunch of people who've been through a lot of things and they want to help other people. And um, you can say whatever you want and they're just kind of there to listen. Yeah, totally. I agree with that. Oh, we never went to my crazy bitch of the week. Who's your crazy bitch of the week? Well, my crazy bitch is AOC. Why? Because you've been living because, with your Republican brothers for two days, so you hate her? Uh, well, no, because she recently um, came out in a, in a convention and told everyone that she understands certain things, anti-Semitism and stuff, because she is a part Jewish. And then she proceeded to do um, crowd work. <laughs> Wait, what? No, she didn't do the sale part, but she did recently come out and say that she understands because she, her descendants are Jewish. So why is she crazy? Because she's just fucking throwing Hail Marys right now. You don't think she's Jewish? No. I think that she has some sort of deal right now with 23andMe. They're helping her get that bow tie. Why do you not not believe that she's Jewish? I just, I just don't think she is because she went to Boston College or BU, very Catholic school. Um, they have Jewish just, people there. My mom went to Boston University and her roommate was Jewish. Oh, I didn't know your mom roomed with AOC. <laughs> My mom's a another older. lie. She's a lot older than we thought. <laughs> I'm just, I'm not, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just questioning okay, your crazy. Say crazy listen. bitch of the week to say that AOC is a crazy bitch of the week because she said she was Jewish. She might be Jewish. Hannah, that's neither here nor there. The, the bottom of the line is... The, the best bottom of the line? The television. bottom of the line. It's not... You're going to tell me I can't say pull my arm? It's not bottom of the line. It's bottom line. In the bottom of Grandpa's bottle, I will tell you where the answer is. And the answer is, I have been watching the number one comedy special every single night in America, 8 p.m., Tucker... Carlson. That guy is hilarious. Dude, Tucker Carlson is the bitch needs a drink. She's he's the fucking crazy bitch of the week. That guy's insane. He he is so funny. He called AOC decadent the other day. He's like, not only is she a liar, she's even worse. She is decadent. And I was like, woo, what a word choice. And then he goes, and uh, just so everybody knows, I won't be here for the next four days because I am going trout fishing. Get it while you can. <laughs> I was like, this guy does comedy. Can that guy write a punchline? His off the cuff, because his head writer uh, quit. So now he's just doing tons of off the cuff stuff. Why does head writer and, quit? Because uh, um, uh, AOC said she wanted to try doing other things. <laughs> it wasn't her. I don't know. As I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. Yesterday I was in such a weird place. I was just like Googling plastic surgery. What do you want done? I want to get um, those things that Bella Hadid got when she gets her um, cheek liposuction. It's called a, a bullock, a bullock treatment. They suck the fat out of your cheeks. I don't know if I have fat cheeks, but just... You don't have fat cheeks. It's just you sometimes have thicker cheeks when you drink, but that's everyone. 
Yeah, that's true. Or when I got a dick in my mouth. <laughs> Jesus. Don't so once every five years. Whoa. I know. I want to get the surgery because my brother and I, our chins don't fully come out. So I want to get the surgery where they break your jaw and pull out your chin. So I have less of a double chin. That's what you want? Mm-hmm. Amber Rose got it and she looked good. I don't know. That was my goal of trying to lose weight is I want um, a certain someone to see me and be like, wow, you look good. And then we'd be like, sorry, I'm doing me, which would never happen. Well, yeah. I mean, you actually, you never know it might. Well, maybe. But you know what I was thinking the other day? How like, you know how in all movies, there's like a big speech at the end. It's like, I love you. I've always loved you. I just didn't realize it. But I love you. That never happens Mm -hmm. in real life. Literally never happens. Well, have you ever tried it? Yeah, I told someone that I love them and they were just like, I can't. I expected him to come back and be like, I've been an idiot and it's been four months and he has not. I mean, you know, that kind of happened to me with that that assistant, that comedy assistant at WMA. I remember him. He had been coming to like all of my comedy shows for like two years and like being like, let's have a meeting and talk about comedy. Like, blah, blah, blah. What are your goals? I'm like, okay, you're 11. Um, But whatever, you're fake helping me. And then like one night we met and he got like drunk and he was like, listen, I got to tell you something. And I was like, you're signing me. And he's like, no, I'm not really even a fan of your comedy. I've just been in love with you for two years. That's why I've been coming to all your shows. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> and then obviously I was like, okay, you know, got to hook up with him because he's a fan. Um, and he told me he's been like, he watches my stand up and he jerks off to it when he goes home. Also it's alarming. So fucking Red flag. creepy. You literally talk about going to rehab and fucking heroin addicts. I know. That's why if anyone hits on me when after my comedy, I'm like, you've got problems. Anyways, and then and then we hooked up, and then uh, he ghosted me. That's why I love that movie, My Best Friend's Wedding, because he, you think they're going to get together, and then they don't, and that's the reality of it. But I you did tell he- me that there was a different ending that. Yeah, that's the thing. Originally. The movie he does end up with Julia Roberts, but um, the producers watched him were like, she's going to be the most hated person in America. Cameron Diaz is this sweet young girl and she goes and steals him. Like, no, we can't have this ending, which I agree. It would have been like, this is ridiculous. Like every other fucking romance movie. Yeah, except for have you ever seen um, <clears throat> He's Just Not That Into You? That movie hurts. Yeah, but then it, it, they do work out. Yeah, but, like, they always end up with, like, not the hot one. I think Justin Long's so cute. Yeah, he's cute. Honestly, I, I shouldn't be talking. I have no standards. No, you do. Uh, no, you don't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, uh, nope, no, you do not. I forgot about that. Um, <laughs> I love it. Sometimes when I talk to you, I, I was like, oh, Hannah, I got to tell you something. And you go, is it going to hurt my feelings? <laughs> Are you smoking a cigarette? Yeah, is that okay? Yeah, I thought we were quitting, though. Oh, we. Now we're a we. So, yeah, I am going to quit. I just bought Alan Carr's book, The Easy Way to Quit Smoking, but you're going to love this. The only copy they had at the bookstore in Vermont was The Easy Way for Women. And also, it was, the color of this book is, the color for the men's one is like an American flag, right? And then the color for the women's one is basically the color of the New York Mets, orange and blue. So they're just like already putting us down as D-squad. That's so funny. I hate Alan Carr. I think he's so full of shit and just so cocky. Yeah, but I like abusive men, so I think he works for me. 
Yeah, I guess you do listen to men more than women, so I guess it's important for you to follow his orders. Yeah, I, I think he's just going to be like, if you want to see smog, burn something in the kitchen. Yeah, overdo your casserole. <laughs> I am actually pretty jacked up to read it, so. Good. Just smoke that cigarette um, and get the nicotine pumping, and you'll be reading it in no time. So gross that I still smoke. It's also so alarming that I am, I look... I don't look 45 because I smoke like a pack a day. Like I should look 45 years old, I think, by now. It might be the Botox. Hey, that one's between me and God. And the woman who does your Botox. <laughs> she is God. <laughs> She's my higher power. What are you, did you drink last night? No, I didn't. I haven't had a drink since uh, the air, since now, since I got back from the airport. And um, my mom picked me up. We went to go get some food. And I was like, let's get a beer. And she was like, I was so fucked up. And she was like, no. And I was like, don't you want to have a beer with your little boy? And she was like, no. Did you still get a beer? No, because the place didn't have any. But then when I got home, I I drank. Such a child. I saw this bottle of red wine. And I poured a glass of it, like a large glass. And then I just filled the rest of the red wine with water. Damn. I haven't, I mean, I don't know. It's been tough because I, like, haven't really wanted to do the steps for A. I was talking to I guess I shouldn't say her name. I'll bleep it out. But I was talking to someone in A about it. And I'm just like, I don't want to do the steps because I just don't know if I'm ready. Because you have to be, like, completely sober, you know? Yeah. And I don't want to do that. Like, I took a Xanax yesterday. And I was like, I need this. Like, I I, I do. (laughs) I think you deserved it, honestly. You've been uh, living through some trauma, and that's the point of Xanax. Xanax is, I think the X in Xanax stands for how far down in the alphabet you need help. You know, like an A, it's kind of like an Ambien, take a nap, and a Xanax is like, fucking out, dude, out. (laughs) Honestly, well, I, yeah, I like took a Xanax, and I tried to go for a run later, and that's when I called you, and I was like, I can't even run. I'm so fucking tired and, like, over it. I don't even know, Hannah. This is... Something about airplanes and me don't mix. I'm surprised you could like drink on the airplane. I thought they didn't have alcohol right now. They couldn't, but what was lucky for me was I had a layover. And what I did was I brought like a bottle of rum like this big. I'd leave the house at like 5 a.m. Wait, you're like After breaking up a lot. Really... Right. Now are we good? Yeah, this is better. Hi. <laughs> This is already a disaster. We're it's, like, not, it's, it's not, though. It's just the internet and it's the moms. Yeah, my, I just heard my mom just got back from Marshall's, so she's going to be upset to hear me talking about anything I talk about just because now I have herpes and it's just a fucking mess. I mean, it's just frustrating when your mom doesn't even want to have sex with you. I mean, I don't think my mom ever wanted to have sex. Uh, I don't know. Maybe that was all the tension that was building, but... I mean, sometimes my mom is like, why don't you come, why don't you see me, why don't you have dinner, and she tries to hug me, and I'm like, are you in love with me? Of course she's in love with you. You're a part of her. Am I? That's why I don't want a kid, because I don't want to deal with it. You know, like, I want one kid, and I'm not going to raise it. Jesus Christ, what are you going to do with it? Drop it off at a fucking church? No, 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 I'll take pictures with it sometimes. Who's going to raise it? Because it's certainly not the man who's going to impregnate you. You know, he's going to be running for the hills. A Filipino nanny, the same who raised me, and look how great I turned out. Is it going to be the same nanny, or are you going to get a new one? No, because she ended up robbing us blind. She stole all the frozen chickens in the basement. All of them are jewelry. She stole two of my mom's Birkin bags. Oh, damn. 
So we don't know where she is. But one time I was going to a Knicks game, one of my friends, and we ran into her in the subway, Lilia. And I was like 11. I was like, Lilia! And she was like, Bastos! Bastos! It's Filipino for bastard. And she just ran from me. And she's the one that stole everything? Yes. Why do you think she hated you guys so much? Because you guys were awful kids. Yeah. And I think she had it planned. She was like, I'm going to steal from these bitches. Totally. And my family was so delusional. Like, one of my little brothers used to always put her in a headlock and give her noogies until she made him egos. Until she made him what? Ego waffles. Yeah, I'm going to say you deserve that one. That wasn't me. I was just kind of in the background like, I want whipped cream on mine, bitch. No, I'm a nice girl. I'm a nice girl. I just have trauma. Yeah, don't we all have fucking trauma? You know, life's all about those little T's and the big T's. And I told you about when I almost got sent to trauma camp. They have one of those? Yeah, they do. When you kind of- What's it called? The bridge. The bridge <laughs> to recovery. And it's in, it's in Tennessee. No, it's in Kentucky. I almost went there like a year ago after this heroin addict told me to lose his number. It's a constant theme with me because I've, I've been to inpatient rehab seven to eight times. And at, at this point, you know, what's next? Trauma camp. Or Cincinnati. For our listeners who don't know what Cincinnati is, Cincinnati is this uh, special hospital that you go for like two weeks and they psychoanalyze everything you do and they just like watch you play puzzles. And they just like put you on a ton of meds, like, you know. Trying to figure you out mentally. Yeah, and Chloe told me if she ever got herpes, she was going to go there because she would lose her fucking mind and kill herself. And then I got fucking herpes. And then she was like, it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> I mean, when I was in college, I thought I got herpes and I, I lost my mind. I, uh, I, just, I booked a flight to Africa because I said I was going to go to Africa to die with my tribe. That's called being like a, not an extremist. Uh, yeah, I would say that's an extreme move. Well, I mean, I also thought that the stock market crash of 2008 was my fault, and I called my dad and said, sorry. <laughs> but that's also a little bit of narcissism, don't you think, to think you caused the stock market crash when you literally can't invest in anything? <laughs> I can't even <laughs> invest in myself. Yeah, you're paying your rent in cash. Like, you didn't cause the <laughs> stock market to crash. <sighs> Ooh, spooky. I mean, what a, what full circle we've come. You're back in Vermont. I'm still at my parents' house. I mean, what full circle. Like, I was your guest on your first episode of this podcast. And, you know, your podcast is called Don't Tell Mom. And now I'm back at home. You live in a basement at your mom's. I'm living in a maid's room at my mom's. And I'm whispering so she doesn't hear me. And in the beginning when we were trying to talk and I kept going from room to room, I was like, I'm about to get a sick connection. And I come out, my mom goes, how's your sick connection? Oh, God. I'm actually not in the basement anymore. I moved upstairs. I was getting bit by spiders in the basement. So I moved to the upstairs room. Well, you think all those spiders got herpes? <laughs> yeah, I was like, can mosquitoes get herpes? I fucking hope so. I've, I've been getting bit by mosquitoes and spiders. And I'm like, these bitches are going to die. They're going to get bumps <laughs> in their system and just fucking explode. Uh. You're like, these mosquitoes ain't going to pee right for a week. <laughs> They're going to be walking with a limp. If I have anything to say about it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Drink that blood, you little bitches. Remember when I told you, I was like, if you want to pee, you should just get in the tub and just pee in the tub. Cut to like a week later, I see you Instagramming like in a baby pool eating Tostitos. And I was like, this bitch yeah, was. I was doing an Epsom uh, baby pool bath. Epsom no way, salt really? No, no, no. Uh I was just chilling in the baby pool trying to fucking soak my herpes. But it's so funny because it's true. Like, once you tell some people you have it, literally everyone's like, oh, yeah, I have that. 
I guess people just don't tell people, but I'm just such a vocal person. I feel like I know people talk shit. Do you know what I mean? Like people talk shit and I feel like not that I'm going to, you know, tell everyone, I don't know who listens to this podcast so they can tell whoever, but I feel like if you try to hide it or something, it's like more exciting news where it's like, if I just own it, do you know what I mean? hundred percent. But also like, you're lucky. We were talking about this the other day. You're lucky that you're a comic because you can just get on stage and just be like, yeah, I have herpes, make a joke of it. And then you don't need to tell people you have it because you already did. But like, if say you're working in an office in finance, you're not in the break room being like, hey, <laughs> herpes. <laughs> not like water cooler talk. It's like on stage in a dark basement talk. Yeah, if I did any other job, but I also wonder if I had a different job if I would have gotten herpes. You know, like, I feel like if I was in a finance person, I might be engaged by now. You know, I'm not sure about that because I would say majority of the guys that you have sex with work in finance. So imagine if you were in the field. Yeah, true. And like majority of comedians have herpes and you didn't get it from one of them. I got the best of both worlds. <laughs> Hannah, you, where are you standing right now? Top of the motherfucking world, bitch. <laughs> Hell yeah. Did you wake up, you strap on your spiritual armor today? <laughs> I did. I took my Valtrex. That's my spiritual armor. That is good because I took a laxative and nothing has come out. I think I'm so empty inside that laxatives don't even work. <laughs> you can't even shit. You're so dead inside. Oh, like, God. yeah, nothing's running through this. I'm straight up haunted, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot has happened since in 11 weeks. Like, I'm not friends with John anymore. I got herpes. You went to LA. I mean, I broke up. You had up sex with-, with a woman. Yes, I did. I broke up with my best friend. I had sex with a woman. I had sex with a man. I took acid. I snorted a lot of clonopin. I tried to hook up with his best friend. Well, Slash was old. It was his old tutor. And yeah, I know. And he, this, the tutor used to like drive him to school and shit. But then the tutor was an alcoholic. How old was this tutor? 32. He was hot as fuck. Damn. Because the boy told me, he was like, I don't want to fuck you tonight. And I was like, I'm going to fuck your friend. And Hopper's in a different room. And I was like, would you have sex with me? And the guy was like, 100 fucking percent. And I was like, hell yeah. And then the boy that I was staying with heard, and he was like, you fucking bitch. And but that's um, why he got mad at you? That was part of it. And then and then we ended up having sex. And then we got in a huge fight. Or I think he like didn't want to snuggle. And then I started hysterically crying. And who knows? He said I went psycho. But the only person who really knows what happened is God. Yeah, I went psycho on the guy who gave me herpes. That's good. That's like what you got to do. That's like, you know what I mean? You're being, you're an American hero. Well, he tried to gaslight me and be like, um, I think you gave it to me. And I was like, I did not actually, like I did not. And then it was like slowly, but surely he kept changing his story. And I was like, you're a fucking liar. When I went to pick up my Valtrex today, cause now I'm on daily dose. <laughs> the pharmacist is like, do you have any questions about your medication? And I was like, yeah, how many people uh, pick this up? Like, how many how many people get this a week? <laughs> and he was like, I, I can't tell you that. And I was like, well, I just want to, like, let you know that I was cheated on, and that's why I have this. I'm not, like, a huge slut or anything. But I tell I, that to all my gynecologists. I'm like, hey, I just, like, you know, was cheated on. That's why I'm getting this test. I mean, I think before you've sex with a dude, you should just snort a bunch of it. So it just, like, hit your bloodstream real fast. <laughs> remember last time i was in vermont i was like snorting so much ambien you didn't tell me that oh wow because i was probably half asleep no because i was like oh I'm so, i need a nap so i would just snort a ton of ambien because i thought it hit my bloodstream faster does it work like that i guess it does 
I mean, honestly, it burns. It's like I used to try to snort Tylenol PM and it burns just bad. Why would you try to snort Tylenol PM? I just wanted to feel like I was a part of something bigger than me. I mean, do you feel better now? Do you feel like you're in a better place? I mean, I do, but like parent, my brother and my mother, honestly, I think they're in love, but they went to go play golf and I just saw a bottle of Mount Gay and I was like, I want this in my body, but I'm still like sweating out booze. And it's like, I just always think like, okay, fine. I can drink today. And then I don't have to tell anyone. And I have to tell you a secret. I've been texting Hopper and he hasn't answered pathetic no i mean it's natural to like want to have communication but at the same time it's like you have to take responsibility and just not it's it's fucking hard and i do shit like that all the time too and like i'm not the most responsible person but at the same time it's like you gotta not totally and it's like i think that i mean i'll probably call him when we get off the phone but that's here neither here nor there but but why why call someone who's been a piece of shit to you and who you've gotten in a fight with and who treated you like shit like what what do you want to come of it i just want someone to tell me to love me the thing is yeah like, but he's not going to though the thing is with me it's like he owes me a big apology then when I don't get it from him, I'm like, wait, this is my fault. So then I apologize to them. And then they become the victim instead of me. And then I just, it's because one of my therapists told me I was a masochist and I love pain. Well, that's, I mean, that's what happened with John. I was like expecting him to give me this huge apology and he didn't. And then I ended up calling him and I got herpes or like when I thought it, cause I like needed someone who I need to talk to someone who had it basically. Cause my friend whose friend had it was like, she was telling me these horror stories that I was like, she's also a pathological liar. She was like, yeah, so you're going to like lose your vision. I'm like, what the fuck? So I just like, (laughs) (laughs) so I was like, all right, fuck it. I'm calling John. So then I called him and he was like, I don't say anything bad about you. And like, I always think good things of you. And I was like, I have to say like, I haven't been the same way. And he was like, I know. Yeah. Because I've openly been talking shit, but he knew. Like, it's just harder for guys to admit that they're pieces of shit, and you're not going to get what you want out of it. And then by you apologizing, you're not going to be happier because you're apologizing for something you shouldn't be apologizing for. I mean, yeah, and then he has, like, a friend who saw me, like, visibly. I told you all this ketamine. I forget basic words. He's This girl saw me, like, upset, and she came up to me at this party and was like, are you okay? And I was like, not really. And then he like said to her we're gonna have to bleep his name because he will murder me no he's too lazy but she was just like yeah you were visibly upset and i saw how bad he was treating you and then he said to her like oh she just came to she just showed up in la which you knew that him and i had been planning this he has my name fucking tattooed on his arm we'd been planning this trip and then he's like she lied about us fucking and all this stuff and shoot the girl was like hit me up and she was like, listen, I know we don't know each other, but she's like, I'm really confused right now that he keeps reaching out to her and trying to apologize to her. And she keeps saying, you owe it to Chloe. Why are you calling me? And I think it's because he knows what he did is wrong. So he's just avoiding it. And honestly, if he says I'm a liar, what really matters is that I know the truth and he knows the truth. So you calling him is not going to do anything. No, it's just gonna it's just gonna make everything way more gnarly. Yeah, so why call him? Because then you're gonna drink. Honestly, I, I, everything is so triggering to me. Like I can get triggered as a, as a farmer's market. That's what it's gonna say on my grave, or it's gonna say everything I touch breaks. Are you gonna drink today? No, I don't have like um, an impulse to drink every day. 
It's just once I start, I can't stop. It's like uh, with me, it's drinking. It's like I could have three drinks and black out. Like I don't know how many drinks it takes for me to get fucked up. Yeah. So that's why I, it's better if I don't drink because I, I don't know what's going to happen when I do. Me neither. Russian roulette. Remember that time when I tried to take your lead on the dick? What when we mean? went to your apartment and your roommate was out of town and I was trying to like, I w- downloaded Tinder. Yeah. And, and I- you were like trying to have sex in my apartment. And I was like, can you not? And you were like, come on, I need this. And I was like, okay. And then we get to stand up New York and you like get upset and leave. And I was like, okay, so you're not coming back to my apartment. And you're like, no, I gotta go. Well, I, like, I set up with like three dudes to have sex with them that night. In my apartment. In your apartment. And then and it, after pulling my arm, I was like, fine, you can have sex in my bed. Not fine. pulling your arm, Hannah. It's twisting your arm. Well, whatever. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That's the wrong thing here. <laughs> well, it's because I, ha- I, I had a fake identity. Remember, I said my name was Kayla. said I work in PR. I said my dad loves me. And, you know, that wasn't going to blow over well in my cash Williamsburg apartment. So I had to be in a doorman building in Tribeca to play that off. That's fine. And then I agreed to it. And then you were like, ditch me. And I was like, damn, I can't even get someone else to have sex in my apartment. <laughs> Not even when I'm a part of it. I can't well, even get a fucking. What happened was these two guys agreed to hook up with me. <clears throat> and then by the time we got to stand up New York, this other guy and I met. <laughs> it sounded like a fucking, like, they signed the contract. They agreed that we would have sex. No, they agreed to fuck me. And then by the time we got to stand up New York, this guy who, who was way hotter and French started messaging me and I was like wait I'm in love with this French guy so I blocked those other two guys phone numbers and then the French guy never called no you ditched him too because I was like I can't get herpes yep sucks I don't recommend (laughs) getting it (laughs) I'm Um, not like I'm not like now I'm not like pro herpes and I like everyone should get it I'm like yeah it fucking sucks ass and like I go through phases where I told you I was, I was going to call the suicide hotline number. I thought about killing myself. And then I thought about calling the suicide hotline number. That made me want to commit suicide as well. So I just like sat in my bed and I, I cried and then I took a shit, took a shower. No, I think, no, I, I don't even know if it. Then you took a shit in the shower. I like, so I bitched out the guy so hard who gave it to me that like, he was just like taking it you know because he like knew he fucked up to the point where i was like all right this is boring because it's not even conflict he's just like yeah you're right like i'm sorry oh isn't that the worst when they don't give it to you back well there's nothing he could say i was like you ruined my fucking life i hope you die and he was like yeah i know (laughs) like he's like i have it too like i don't know what you want me to say why don't you one-up him and give him aids because i don't want aids but, okay, that's what happened is, like, when I got blood tested, the woman didn't really speak great English. And she was like, okay, we got your blood test back and there's something abnormal. And I was like, wait, abnormal? I have HIV? And she was like, yes, you have HIV. And, like, and then I was like, what? And she was like, oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. HSV, which is herpes. And I was like, yeah! Woo! I was, like, have pumped. Have you told your manager about the herpes? Yeah. What do you say? He's like, we're rebranding, baby. He called me and I was on a run and he's like, what's up? How are you? And I was like, pretty bad. I got herpes. And he was like, oh, who cares? And I was like, what do you mean who cares? My life is over. He's like, eh, take like a badge of honor. He's like, so many of my clients have had herpes. I mean, yeah, I currently feel like someone shoved a frying pan up my ass. Why? I don't get that. I don't know what happened out there in California, Hannah. Yeah, a frying pan up your ass is concerning. I think I have herpes in my brain, though, mostly. Because you took acid? 
No, acid, it's the only thing I'm good at. That's not something you should brag about. <laughs> I remember saying to that boy, I was like, dude, you're going to fucking love me on acid. You're going to be obsessed. Cut to me snorting clonop and having a psychotic break. Screaming, everything I touch breaks! Chloe, you need to stop. <laughs> I know. Honestly, to everyone who's listening to this podcast, you and I are going to fucking murder this. It's not girls got to eat. It's girls got to fucking starve, dude. Because you know what? Everything you starve dies. And everything you feed kills you. That made no sense whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> that made absolutely no sense. Don't you think we have a great future? I, I don't know. I've been, like, really depressed. I feel like I'm never going to get married. I'm never going to have kids. And then I, I was like, you know what? That's fine. I'll just be, like, an independent woman who, like, does <clears throat> runs my own shit. But, like, in this pandemic, it's like, how much shit can I get done? And I've got to tell you, Hannah. Sorry to cut you off, but you were saying this since I've known you. That I'm going to die alone. Yeah, that you're never going to have kids. You're never going to get married. You're never going to have a boyfriend. Like, you crying to me about, like, the John thing before the herpes was you were more delusional then than you are when you cried to me about the herpes. That's really mean. (laughs) What I mean is, like, you were more depressed about that and like, I'm never gonna find love. And like, more like, just like down and being so whatever. And then now you're just like, I just gotta keep fucking trucking, dude. And then you're like- Having my heart broken was worse than having herpes. Like, that's why when I got herpes, I was like fucking add to the list because when John like broke my heart, it fucking hurts. And even talking to him about the herpes, I was just like, all right, I can't talk to you again for a while because it like, just like fucking hurts. Cause you know, he's, like, dating a 19-year-old, and it's, like, disgusting to me. She's 21, Hannah. <laughs> yeah, that was his <laughs> argument. I was like, oh, yeah, well, you're still 32? <laughs> oh, God. He he's like, do you think I'm creepy? And I was like, we're just going to change the subject. I mean, he's so creepy, he has to play a character. Yeah, whatever. He sucks. But, no, truly, like, my brother, when we were in high school, he was like, Hannah, would you rather never have internal pain or external pain? And I think about that question all the time. But, like, not having internal pain, I think, makes you a sociopath. Of course. So if you could compare it to the heartbreak, internal pain, and the herpes, external pain. If I don't have an outbreak for – because I'm taking all the medication and I'm taking the vitamins or whatever, and I'm, now I'm like, I'm just going to get, like, a sick body. So when people are like, that bitch has herpes, everyone's like, I bet she does because she fucking looks good. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> um, I mean, you, what I like to say is you're, you got to become herpes hot. You know what I mean? Like – Right now, I'm HPV hot because I got like this double chin. And I'm, I, when I get drunk, I, I look like Danny DeVito fucked a Teletubby. So you got to get herpes hot. You got to get so hot that everyone's like, fucking, I want herpes from this bitch. Well, I lost 10 pounds in quarantine. I would just like to say that for the record. Um, so when I stepped on the scale, I felt like a little better about my herpes. Do you know what I mean? 100%. And then also, I've had like two, let me see, one, two three and now four of my best friends in the world have genital herpes and all of their experiences with it in the first outbreak was exactly like yours and one of one of them is married with a baby she's killing it and she said she's never had she had one outbreak since not even and it wasn't even bad and like she said she forgets that she has it most people i've talked to were like oh i had an outbreak a while ago but i haven't had one since and I think it'll get easier if I don't have a lot of outbreaks like if a year goes by and I don't have an outbreak I'll be like fucking whatever but I think right now it's just so fresh 
that. It's just yeah. a confidence thing with me. Oh, for sure. But, you know, as comics, like, our confidence is already so touch and go because it's, we have it on stage, and then if you bomb, you, you feel empty, and then when you kill, you feel whatever. So if you use your herpes and your jokes and you start killing and you start helping people, I mean... It's going to be like Imagine though bombing with well cuz I'm filming I'm filming like a small special at the end of the month which is crazy cuz I got that offer the week I found out I had herpes so I was like going to kill myself I was listening to fucking like James Blunt like you're beautiful and I was like crying in my bedroom <laughs> <laughs> I get an email from my manager that's like you have an offer to film a special it felt like a weird thing of like oh well I was so sad about this one thing and then this that really doesn't matter like you know what I mean like in the sense of like my sex life is already bad in the sense guys already treat me like fucking dog shit so the worst that's gonna happen is I'm gonna give one of those assholes herpes so it's, it's like what up bitch <laughs> yeah I mean also the thing is I think not to be a nerd but it kind of, that's kind of like I learned you learn in AA it's like a higher power thing that you are divinely like protected in the way that that bad thing happened and then an opportunity comes and another example of this is like i was about to drink and then hopper texts me and is like i'm sorry i love you and you're like you don't have to drink and you know even you and i doing this podcast and talking about it honestly you're so like brave and strong with this it's very cool to see and i think that's why you will go far in entertainment because you're so genuine and if, if you weren't genuine about it, like, how is that going to do anything for your art? Or you're never, I think the point of like stand up at the end of the day and being an entertainer and I think like laughter, not to be a nerd again, is like, it's the best thing you can do for people is make them laugh. And if you're not genuine and if you can say like half jokes, but if, if you're not being genuine and saying things that people can relate to and taking darkness and giving it light, you won't keep growing as a comic and you'll just kind of level off. That's the thing, too, is um, I've always been this way. If something happens that's bad, I, I just tell people immediately because it eats away at me. I feel this guilt. Like, if I were to murder someone, I would be turned in immediately because I would feel so bad. I'd be like, I fucking just have to turn it in. Like, I, I, I don't like this, like, middle ground of, like, someone finding out. Oh, yeah. I, totally. I was personally getting so sick of my material, talking about getting dumped, talking about being blacked out, talking about this being that. And then I keep drinking and I'm feeding that and I'm not growing as a comic. And maybe, I don't know if you were, but you, maybe you're getting sick of, you know, talking about getting fucked and dating and all that shit. And now it's like you can move on and, and start talking about other things. You can actually start talking about yourself and your experience instead of the experience that you had when other people treated you. Do you know what I mean, Anoa? Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, I, well, first, I deleted most of the dating apps and then I just changed my hinge to 40 and 50 year olds because I'm like, you know what? 40 year old dudes <laughs> they're not gonna be like yeah i told my herpes they're like oh makes me feel young again brings me back to the 80s yeah no, they're just gonna be like oh my god you should talk to my daughter she just got it <laughs> she really needs a friend it's my me. boy died of cancer last year no and herpes. if anything they could be like honestly my daughter's hated me since i cheated on her mom and maybe if you gave me herpes we could have something to bond over <laughs> Yeah, I just think 40 and 50 year old dudes would be like, okay, yeah, I've lived through enough trauma that this is fine. You know? Dude, Hannah, like, you know? Hannah, you gotta tell everyone, tell everyone right now about how when you told that boy that you had herpes, what he said back to you. That if I gave it to him, we'd just have it together? No, that he was just like, oh, have you ever done heroin? 
yeah. Yeah, so I told this artist that we've been talking for six months, but we haven't met because he lives in the Hamptons and I've been living at my, my house. And when I lived in New York, he was at his parents' house in North Carolina. It's been like this, you know, we talked about the first podcast, the love of my life, this artist. So he texted me like, why have you been ignoring me? Are you mad at me? And I called him crying and I was like, dude, like I got herpes, you know, because it's been dormant in my system and it had an outbreak from stress so I told him and he was like I don't care at all and then I still want to meet you and then I texted him because I'm going to New York this weekend and he ghosted me so he's been ghosting you since before Miami he's bad at texting but he responds to my Instagram stories it's confusing I don't know what to believe yeah that's a very Helen Keller move but he didn't he didn't really care it didn't seem like he cared Sure, he doesn't care. Also, you told me that when you go to New York, you were going to maybe go have dinner in the Hamptons. And do you have any idea how long and far it is in the Hamptons? And also, like, you're coming from D.C. He should come to New York. But he works during the day. He works at a golf course. Sounds like a winner. <laughs> Look, I have herpes, so it's like, I can't just be, like, walking down Wall Street and just picking them off the fucking trenches. Dude, for all we know, you got it from Derek Jeter. <laughs> I know, that is true. He probably did give it to me that one night. Right? <laughs> kidding, kidding. I think he's married now. Married to his herpes. Well, that's the thing. If you make enough money, it doesn't matter what fucking disease you have. Magic Johnson got rid of his AIDS. No, and that's the plan, remember? There's going to be a cure for, for herpes before stand-up even comes back. That's what my mom said. She's like, I think they'll come up with a cure for herpes. Yeah, they've been working on one in Australia. I Googled it like seven. I got a tip for you. When you tell people you have herpes, if you, if you say it with a French accent. Like MS. Yeah, yeah, you could be like, oh, I get, oh, I, there's just one thing. I got to tell you, I have pepes. And they'll be like, ooh, it sounds expensive. <laughs> no, I was just going to tell people I have HSV. That's genius. And they'll be like, what's that? And I'm like, I, it's like this thing. You got to be like, I just wanted to let you know that, like, I have a Netflix special and I've got HSV. And, uh. <laughs> uh, a comedian, I won't say his name, was like, you know, they have, like, dating apps for people with herpes. And I was like, that's not an app I really want to be on. Yeah, I know what it's called. It's called. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cutting that. I'm cutting that. No, you are. That was good, though, right? <laughs> it's offensive. Ooh, that was like the hardest I've laughed since I was a little boy. Mommy, don't you want to get a beer with your little boy? <laughs> Do not drink tonight. No, I won't now. I won't now. Um, I like love him. I like you more, I guess. I think it's like you think you love someone when you don't, like when you can't have them. Well, yeah, that's like the age-old tale. Yeah, because you've never said this before. I know. I was actually thinking of a song that you could do a cover for. Sorry to change the subject, but whenever someone hits me where it hurts, I, I do that. It's called uh, Misdirection. No, it's not. It's called, oh, it's called um, Detaching. I don't know what the oh, fuck Because I just told you you don't love her, so you're trying to change the subject. Yeah, I was like, oh, you should do this cover for this Lana Del Rey song. Will you still love me when I have herpes? Yeah, I'm not really trying to sing. I think that's not going to really reel people in. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you good at singing? No. I know. I thought I was, and then my mom let me know that I was not. Yeah, my mom told me that the most unattractive quality about me is my laugh. I would argue you have some other ones. (laughs) I do, too. I have epilepsy, and this guy was like, oh, you want to give me a blowjob? I'm like, medically, I can't because I have a seizure. I will literally bite your dick off, <laughs> which is not so, true, but it's, it's a loophole. That's what you told him? Yeah. 
My mom has epilepsy. I told you that, right? I know. That's why we really got along at dinner. Oh, right. That was the same night that we went on the dating apps and then went to Stand Up New York. It was. Remember, I wasn't even on that show. Like, I got a spot at SUNY. I'm like, oh, same. And you're like, what? No, you don't. You're not on the lineup. And I just called them. I was like, hey, I'm going to do a tight five. And they're like, whatever, psycho. <laughs> yeah, you do have a confidence that is um, unmatched. You're like, yeah, I'm just going to call. I'm just going to call them. And I'm like. I always do that at clubs. I'm like, not even pass. And then I just hit up the manager. I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm going to hop on and do five. And they're just like, honestly, okay. <laughs> well, I've, I've been uh, drinking all this uh, pre-workout because, you know, yesterday I took a Xanax and couldn't work out. So I was like, I'm going to do pre-workout. Yeah. I wasn't sure what that was. It's kind of fucking me up, dude. Like, I'm kind of, like, seeing spots. But it said on the warning that if you feel a tingling, it's normal. What's it called? It's called, uh, C4 Sport. You psychopath. That is for dudes who have small dicks. I was about to say, you're like, I'm seeing spots. I'm like, yo, give me some of that. <laughs> no, I feel kind of lightheaded. You're also skinny. No, I think I'm just losing weight because I'm, like, depressed. So let's not get happy. Just be like this, like, mm, it's like sad girl. Oh, yeah. There's this funny guy in this AA meeting I go to, and he was always like, sorry for being a sad bitch today. <laughs> did you go yesterday to AA? Yeah, I did. It was nice. It was an alarming meeting. They're like, oh, my, I was like, my trip to LA didn't go well. Everything I touched broke. I fucked a guy, fucked a dude. Got in a fight. You said all this? Yeah, I was like, I got in a little bit of a fight about politics with Champagne. <laughs> I mean, I don't even read the news. Yeah, I, well, you told me you got in a fight about politics. I'm like, what argument could you have possibly had? Turns out we were both saying the same thing. Was he fucked up too? No. He said, can I get a sentence in? I said, for a dollar. Yeah, I mean, I think the person you were going to see in LA is just a toxic person. Well, you know, in my drinking, they always say things like, you lose a lot of friends and, and stuff like that. And in my, all, in my drinking career, you know, during all my art, I, I didn't think I ever really lost anyone. Except for like, sometimes like my family was like, fuck you. But like, I never really lost any friends. But this time around in my drinking during this quarantine, like two of my best friends, two, three people that I was really close to in comedy who are all fucking batshit crazy people. You know what I mean? I'm not friends with them anymore. And I go pee while we're on the phone. Is that okay? Yeah, I don't care. Chloe's Shit, I, I gotta tell you something. So I drank all this coffee and then I went up to the woods to meditate today and I had to take a shit behind a tree up there. Well, didn't you take laxatives too? Ah, uh, yeah. Ah, uh, they did work. Yeah, Chloe's currently taking a pee-pee and I am talking to myself. Well, I'll just get into this. Yeah, when John and I were friends, he was like, do you think you surround yourself with toxic people so that you feel better about your own drinking? And then I realized he was a toxic person in my life. Well, that's like comedy. Yeah, it's a little hard to surround yourself with like normal. But that's my friends outside our comedy. Is they're like your friends in comedy can, can be really shitty. Yeah, but it's mostly dudes, honestly. But I think also I think even going to this like sober comedy AA group, like there's a lot of people in comedy that are just really genuine. And a lot of people in comedy are broken, and the ones who are dicks are the broken ones more. In, in the meeting the other day, someone referred to it uh, when they were upset about something. They're like, I didn't know if it was my alcoholism or my comedianism. <laughs> That's the only thing about AA that I just, like, honestly don't like, is they'll be like, you know, they're an alcoholic who's 
doesn't drink. And I'm like, you know, there's just such a thing as shitty behavior. Everyone so plays- it's a little frustrating that everyone's like, no, that's your alcoholism. It's like, or you can be a shitty person. It's not all alcoholism. And that's what annoys me, I think, a lot. It's like, I hate when people have that to blame or like, oh, it's my sex addiction. It's like, actually, you were just grown up spoiled and you can't blame everything on sex addiction. Like you have to take, it's a way of like not taking responsibility for your own actions. Sometimes, not always, but like, sorry. No, no. I just mean, that's what's so frustrating to me is like when they're like, oh, it's the dry alcoholism. It's like, or you just need to like fucking admit that you were a shitty person. Well, my old sponsor, sorry, I've been eating today. So I'm having some Borsan and um, what is that? You know Borsan, that French cheese? Oh. I was, like, obsessed with it in boarding school. I would, like, eat handfuls of it. Anyways, so, I know, I'm talking to an asshole. But, oh, yes, the alcoholism thing. My old sponsor said to me, she was, she was, like, you got to remember that in AA, just because some people get sober and they're in AA doesn't make them not an asshole anymore. And, like, you forget that. Like, I have friends in sobriety who are four years sober. I also fucking hate it when people have, like, eight years sober and they're, like, I just really want to drink. I don't know. Sometimes I really feel like I need to be in the room. And then sometimes I'm just like, this just honestly triggers me more because these people I don't really connect with. You were sober for like, what, how long? Yeah, October. So October, November, December, January, five months. And in those five months, did you feel like your career was going better? No. Do you think you're happier? No. Wow. Me neither. (laughs) My skin, my skin got better. Yeah, you got skinnier. I got skinnier. Um, but then I, I like, kind of started drinking again in quarantine. And I lost more weight, so I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Hannah, I was there. What? We relapsed together. Yeah, because you fucking were like, I was like, I'm not drinking. You're like, you fucking do drugs. Like, just fucking drink. And I was like, are we in 10th grade? I know. I was really bullying you. That was fucked of me. And I think maybe I'm the reason you got herpes. No. <laughs> I'm not going to put that on you. I'm a narcissist. I'm trying to make your herpes about me. Yeah, no, that was on George. Fuck George. But I shot a video for Comedy Central today, and it, it was like had nothing to do with herpes. But I did say fuck you, George. His family's re- my family's so dumb, Hannah. Someone's calling my mom, and it's my brother because they probably think she left her phone at the golf course. I I love that the name the name has to stay as "Don't Tell Mom" because it's literally become the whole life of this podcast. Yeah, I know. I'm going to New York this weekend, and then I'm moving to LA for a month, and I like cannot be more stoked. Don't forget your um your podcast stuff. I won't. Oh, you know what else I think is going to be good about this podcast is I a lot happens in a week with us. I, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to like slow my fucking roll. You know what I mean? Like, I need to change my life. I mean, that's what I said. I was like, getting this herpes feels like getting a DUI. It's like you know, it's like it feels like it's like a check yourself moment. That's so funny. That's how it feels. <laughs> Getting a DUI of the vagina. You know what my mom said? She goes, well, at least you're not 16. <laughs> like, That's what I said to you, remember? I was like, at least you're 28, not like 21 getting it. Yeah, right? It's like I got some fucking tread on these tires, but... Honestly, I know it's like devastating, but you're talking about it and you'll get better. There's nothing you can do about it now. They just need to yeah. work faster on a vaccine. Hopefully they come up with one before the corona vaccine so I can be back out there. <laughs> Dude, I actually hope. Well, I'm going to do a walk for herpes when this is all said and done. Can I do it or will you get mad at me? What? No, obviously. We need support. We need to raise money for this issue. When you this told me you got society. it, you were I'm like, trying to end the stigma here. Remember when you told me you got it and you were like, 
Do me a fucking favor, Chloe, and stop calling me every day and thinking that you got herpes. <laughs> yeah, because Chloe will call me. She's like, I think I have herpes. I'm going to kill myself. And then, so I don't want to tell you because I was like, all you talk about is wanting to kill yourself because you think you have herpes. And I'm like, I actually have it. So can you stop saying you're going to kill yourself because it's not really helpful to the sitch? Did you think I was going to judge you? Um, A little, but honestly, no offense, but like we both have our issues, so... Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, anyone who said anything to me, I'm like, we all have our own fucking problems, you know? Oh, totally. And I told you, like, we're now, like, you and I, were both, we're so quirky. Like, you have herpes. I have epilepsy. You know, like, my dad doesn't like me. Your dad likes you too much. We gotta get our dads on the podcast. My dad would happily do it. My dad loves the spotlight. Oh, my God. I would love to get my dad on it. What is his girlfriend? What does she do again? Her, she's an heiress to which? Yeah. I couldn't remember. Let's not talk about her, though, because I can't handle another lawsuit. You have a lawsuit against you? No. <laughs> it's a little tough to sue someone who doesn't have any money. Because <laughs> I am... <laughs> no offense, I would have I sued the guy who gave me herpes because he did lie about his partners. And uh, I, he lives in a basement. Him. You can still, Why don't you, like, hit up, like, Selino and Barnes? What's that? You know those commercials, like, Selino and Barnes, injury attorneys, eight 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 eight. Selino and Barnes. Should we call Selino and Barnes right now? Yeah, we should. <laughs> okay. What's the number? All right, let me look it up real quick. Oh, shit, this is a dope number. 1-800-888-8888. Now you know, this is how you know they're OG. They had all the eights. Okay, ready? Can you hear it? Yeah. Calling Selino and Barnes. How can I help you? Hi. Um, I'm just calling because I was maybe looking for representation for someone who gave me herpes. Gave you her what? Herpes. Genital herpes. Okay, now. What I can do is give you the number to the New York State Bar Association and turn this photo And maybe they can help assist you with um, your issue and refer you to an attorney to help assist you. Wait, I have okay. another question. The, so the herpes has gotten into my eyeballs and I can't see. Thank you so I much. Got hit by a bus. She hung up on me. Because <laughs> it's an injury attorney, so it's like a car crash. So you could say you lost your vision from it because of this guy, and then you got hit by a bus. <laughs> that woman didn't give a fuck. Dude, she's like, I fucking have herpes. This bitch needs to shut up. I didn't write down that number. <laughs> Should we call George right now? And make him a surprise guest in the pod. You want to? I don't even know what I'd say to him. Okay. So let's do a sobriety check. How many days do you have sober from alcohol? Three. Yeah, I'm sweating it out, man. Fucking, I told you my body's like an open bar. You could come up to me and you could get a DUI after. If I was sitting next to you, you'd get a Dewey. Um, so, yeah. And no other, no other drugs except for I've just been abusing the shit out of NyQuil. Uh, here's a little tip to our listeners. Always do the tablet ones because there is a fuckload of calories. Yeah, I remember when you found out NyQuil had calories, you called me crying. And I was like, <laughs> Chloe, you need to just stop drinking it because I think that's why you're crying. I went through a phase with NyQuil that, like, I would take it, like, say, I, like, one time I was going to get a haircut. I, I, should, I watched Bird Box three times in a row in NyQuil and don't remember it. And I was going through a phase where I just pour. I, I think because that movie sucked. I was pouring it in wine glasses. One time, this guy I invited over after we went out. And I made him sit on the couch and I sat on my bed watching Bird Box and I wouldn't let him watch it with me. And I just drank NyQuil out of a wine glass. Where's that guy now? I don't know. I feel like he's back under the bridge where I found him. Shit, right? <laughs> he's okay. a genie in a NyQuil bottle. Okay. 
Um, what's dating check? Dating check. Um, my best friend and I broke up. Yeah, so I'm as single as I've ever been. I'm over the fat boy Shane, finally. Like, he texted me the other day, and I was like, oh. And, uh, yeah, I'm just working on my relationship with my family. <laughs> what's our next check-in? Herpes check-in. Uh, it feels like there's someone shoved the frying pan up my asshole this weekend. Nice. And how about you, Hannah? How's your sobriety check-in? Sobriety check-in, I think I have 14 days. Wait, what? What, are you going to run for Senate next? <laughs> And I only had one glass of wine. And so then before that, it was like, so it would be like 21 days. I haven't really been drinking. I've been sick. And then I had a glass of wine because I was like freaking out. And then I just like didn't feel like it because I was like, this is not making me happier. You know, I was like getting more sad. I had a glass of wine. It made me upset. Yeah. Wow. And Uh, then uh, let's do a guy check-in. Well, the artist is ghosting me, but he did respond to my Instagram story with the heart emoji. So that's huge, that's huge dude. That's huge. That's huge. Um, so I am going to New York this weekend. You got to search for that one. The Australian I got a matching tattoo with said he would still marry me, even though I have herpes. That's perfect. He also listens to this podcast. So shout out to Chris. We're probably gonna get married. Now herpes checking. Uh, pretty good. My sores are gone. Um, I got I got the vitamins today. I got the daily Valtrex. I took both. I haven't seen any signs of sores. My vagina feels clean as a whistle. I've been taking a lot of showers. I've been showering twice a day because I feel so gross. You know, I'm telling you, if you're ever really down on it and you feel an outbreak coming, shoot it. <laughs> and I'll tell you how to shoot it. It's, it's quite easy, but we could save that for a different podcast. Yo, I think the ice cream man is at my fucking house. Get out there, dude. You know God is with you when the ice cream man comes to your house. I never come you. in a cul-de-sac. I don't know why I got so excited. Should I go out there? I don't know. I don't really want an ice cream right now, but it's just so exciting when you hear that music. You should feel hot right now. Your inner child is fuckable. The ice cream man's there. Really not, though, because I have this disease that never goes away. It's okay. I'll have it in, I have it in my head. Well, just don't borrow any towels from me, and you should be okay. Oh, well. I, t- I told my roommate, and I'm convinced that when I go back this weekend, her towels will be a different color. <laughs> I love you. I'll take a call you later. Love you. Wait, find a doctor. Oh, I will. When do you want to record next? I'll just let you know when my mom has her next tea time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's actually when you don't have to whisper anymore. And Frank. Okay, love you. Bye. Bye. Wait, Hannah, you're a fucking star, dude. You're a goddamn star. And for the record, I would have sex with you. Mm. <laughs> Say it back. I love you. Okay, bye. Bye.